Welcome to C3 Church, Queen's Beach. We believe Jesus Christ gives life to the full and we are called to live it and share it. We pray you enjoyed this message today. Amen. Thank you, church. Have a, have a seat. So good to have you and see you in the house of God. I want to say what a great job these guys did, eh? Hey? So we had four real-life angels in the place. Got a glimpse of what heaven's... Uh, going to be live. Uh, thanks, thanks for being here. We uh, prayed earlier and uh, believing that God's got something to add to us. In fact, every time we come into the house of God, we come into his presence, we sanctify what uh, will take place with the blood of Jesus so we can be sure that God is doing something in us this afternoon, whether we feel it or not, he's adding to us, he's increasing us, he's strengthening us, he's preparing us. I want to read to you from uh, Philippians 4, verses 4 to 7. And it's a well-worn piece of scripture, and it's well-worn because it's got some real gems in there for us. Rejoice in the Lord always. And I love that one. I love saying it to those people who have trouble waking up in the morning. Come on, rejoice in the Lord always. I'm one of those people that bounces out of bed. 5.30, rejoice. Good morning, morning. Who's one of those people? Okay, Nicole, put your hand down. Yep. Rejoice in the Lord always. I will say it again. Rejoice. Let your gentleness be evident to all, for the Lord is near. God hears you. He knows what's going on within you. He sees you. He knows you. Don't be anxious about anything. Why? Because the Lord is near. Don't be anxious about anything. But in every situation, by prayer and petition, with thanksgiving, present your requests to God. With prayer, thanksgiving, give your requests to God. And the peace of God, which transcends all understanding, will guard your hearts and your minds in Christ Jesus. Where do we find our peace? Where do we find our strength? Where do we find our hope? When we pray, when we connect with God, and through our prayer, we will find our peace, we will find our hope, we will find our stability. Nicole uh, shared before and reminded us, uh, she's got a phrase for 2023. We're in 2023, aren't we? Uh, God has given us a new living way to walk in it. And that new living way is at the core is Jesus. We have the purpose circles up, that'd be great. Jesus is at the core and is at the centre. Jesus gives life to the full, live it, share it. Jesus left the splendour of heaven. And what did he do when he came to the earth? Well, one of the things he did was to teach us about God and to complete the full revelation of who he is. God is our Father who loves us. Only Jesus could reveal him as Father because only Jesus is the Son. We had the prophets before, and the prophets revealed God as sovereign, as almighty, as Yahweh, as holy. But Jesus goes, here's a complete picture. God is all of that, but think of him as your loving Father. And that brings us into that close relationship with God. And the second thing Jesus did was go to the cross. And he took upon him my sin, he took upon him my guilt, he took upon me my shame, your guilt and your sin and your shame and in, our, in its place he gave us righteousness 
and holiness and peace with God. He made it possible for us to come into that place of closeness and intimacy with God. So in one sense, when we come to talk about prayer, and Nicole mentioned this about keeping it simple, in one sense, it, it should be easy because we know we're welcome and God sees himself and calls himself our loving father. So it's about connection, it's about conversation, it's about being open and being honest. So in one sense, when we come to that uh, thing of prayer, which is really what sustains our relationship with God, it should be fairly straightforward. But if you go and ask people, I don't usually do that, but I really am trying. Um, but if you ask uh, a lot of Christians uh, what's difficult about being a Christian, one of the more popular answers is praying. But I find praying really difficult. And one of the reasons we find praying really difficult is because we, we move into a world that we don't see. It's an unseen spiritual realm. And on top of that, we've got an unseen presence We've got an unseen spiritual opponent and the focus of our opponent is to make sure that we're not connecting with our Father in heaven. And so that's why prayer becomes something which is quite difficult for us on the one hand. But on the other hand, it's something that should be natural to us because we know God is near and he loves us and he wants to be part of who we are and wants to be included. I'm going to quote, I'm going to quote this again. Uh, probably through the year, from one of my favourite theologians, former world heavyweight champion, Mike Tyson. Because <laughs> I think it sums up life really, really well. Everybody has a plan until you get punched in the mouth. <laughs> and I think that sums up life really, really well. Because we do. We, we step out on our Christian walk in our relationship with God and then that unseen opponent comes against us. And that unseen opponent is about robbing us of what God has blessed us and given us and given to us. Uh, Paul says, you wrestle. We wrestle with principalities and powers. Paul says, be wise. You've got a, an opponent who roams around like a lion and wants to devour you. Jesus said, in this world you are going to have trouble. Things are not going to go as easy and as straightforward as you might. So be prepared. Paul says, wise up. Be aware. Be wise to how the devil works. Be wise to what will be coming against you to disrupt you and your Christian walk. One of the first things that boxers learn is how to guard themselves. We hear that, keep your guard up. It's one of the first things that you have to learn because you need to keep your guard up to protect yourself, to keep yourself in the fight. To keep yourself, you know, so you can see, see, the, see the distance. Um, and if you're watching boxing, I like boxing. I know it can, can be violent at times. Um, but you can watch it and you'll see, you'll, you, you can see, you know, the fight turn. When all of a sudden you see one of the boxers go, you know, they're tired, they're weary, and their guard starts to drop and you go, oh, this is all over. In fact... Some of the strategies of some of the boxers is to just pummel, uh, pummel the opponent so that they'll drop their guard. Um, 
Rocky Marciano, who uh, won 50 <coughs> fights in a row, I think it's the record still, he would go out there and his strategy was just to punch the arms of the other guy. You know, it's a fine sport, isn't it? Go out there and punch the arms of the other guy. Because by round three or four, what would happen would be the, the guard would come down and they would be, you know, easy pickings. Uh, other boxers would go out there and the Muhammad Ali used to just dance around, dance around, dance around. They'd try and catch him and then after a while they would weary themselves and their guard would drop and he'd be able to pick him off. And that's really what we have to be wary of as well, that our guard is dropping because we've got an opponent, we live in a fallen world, and in that fallen world we have an opponent which is focused on nothing other than destroying your connection with God. And what's going to come against us? Punch after punch. Here's, here's some examples. Negative self-talk. Devil gets in there causes you to doubt God's word and what God would say about you. Sickness, busyness, relationship pressures. Anyone got some relation, ever had relationship issues? That'll cause you. Family issues, discourage you, remind you of mistakes, remind you of your failures, remind you of your disappointments, make you feel inadequate, alone, make you feel forgotten. These are all things that are coming against you. We've got to make sure we are keeping out our guard up. We understand where this is coming from. Make you feel irrelevant. All sorts of distractions, all sorts of things meant to sap your energy and hijack, hijack your focus. But here Paul writes, don't be ignorant, and here is your solution. And it's a simple solution. He says two things. Pray. Well, there's a simple solution. Pray. We go, okay, well, what do I do when I pray? He says, do these two things. Give God thanks. That's number one. And then make your requests known to God. There's number two. And if you give your prayers with thanksgiving and you make your requests known to God, then you will guard your heart and you will guard your mind. Now, there's all sorts of ways to tease those out and, and, and go to other sorts of you know, subcategories and stuff. But really, when you boil down a lot of what we pray, it'll fall into those two categories. Giving thanks and asking God to help us. And God wants to help us. He's a good Father. Jesus on the Sermon on the Mount says, ask and you will receive. I mean, you're evil. This is Jesus speaking, not me. You're evil, but if your children ask you for bread, you're not gonna give them a stone. And if they ask you for fish, you're not gonna give them a scorpion, are you? No. Well, your Father in heaven hears and knows what you need and will give you those good things because he wants you to do well. So Paul reminds us, the Lord is near. He's in your corner. If we keep up our boxing analogy, we have the person in the corner who's encouraging you, who's speaking strength, who's speaking strategy, who can see what's going on and will tell you what to do and will guide you. And if you need some healing, they'll heal you. And in between rounds, he'll strengthen you and then send you back out. So we know that the Lord is near. He knows you. He knows exactly what you're thinking. He knows exactly what you need. 
He sees what you're going through. He hears your prayers. Even if you don't pray them out loud, he knows what you're praying in your heart. So let's be open, because he knows uh, anyway. And he's good, and he's faithful, and he's able, and he's sovereign. He can do the impossible. So we have a twofold prayer with a twofold outcome. What's the twofold prayer? Make your requests to God. What is it in your heart today that you are most desiring? What is your request? What is the thing that is robbing you of your peace today that you would like God to intervene? Because the Bible is pretty clear. Make your requests known to God. And that's part one of finding peace and knowing peace and being confident about what's going on. It's also the number one of the things that will protect you from those attacks from the enemy. And when you make your requests, what you're really saying is you're recognising that God is near, you're recognising that he's concerned about you, you're recognising that it's a really wise thing to get God involved in what you're doing. What is the thing in your heart that is robbing you of your peace and that you are most desirous of God doing? something in relationships? Is it something physical? Is it something in finance? Is it something broad? Is it something narrow? What is it? And then the second thing he tells us is to pray with thanksgiving and to pray with praise. What does the thanksgiving and the praise do? It recognises that God is able, that he is sovereign, that he can intervene, that he is faithful, and whatever you think is impossible is possible with God. Whatever you think is impossible, is possible with God. So we make our requests and we thank God. We thank God for who he is and we thank God for what he is going to do uh, as he's faithful to your request. And what's the twofold outcome? Peace will guard your heart and peace will guard your thoughts. And there's the two places that the enemy will get in. Get in through your heart and get in through your thoughts. Cause you to doubt cause you to be discouraged, cause you to be low. And Paul here is reminding us, keep it simple. Pray. Prayer is the secret to finding your peace. And if you're going to pray, do these two things. Thanksgiving, be thankful about God and who he is, and make your requests. And they will guard your heart and your mind. Keep you safe. The message says this. Don't fret or worry. Instead of worrying, pray. Right? Let petitions and praises shape your worries into prayers. On the one hand, it looks like prayer is easy. If you ask Christians, they'll go, it's one of the hardest things we do. We're dealing with an unseen world. But let's break it down and let's keep it simple. Let's just do what the Bible says. Thank God and ask Him what you need. Let God know your concerns. Before you know it, a sense of God's wholeness, everything coming together for good, will come and settle you down. It's wonderful what happens when Christ displaces worry at the centre of your life. Sometimes it doesn't, we have to exercise and practice this. You know, Paul says physical exercise is really good, but not as good as spiritual exercise. This is how we do it. So if you've dropped your guard, 
We need to get it up again. My intention this afternoon is to encourage us to put uh, our prayer uh, back into focus and back into, well, it's to encourage us that we are able. It's to encourage us that what may seem like something not powerful is really powerful. It's what God is telling us to do. So let's have a look at that. Part one, take some time to praise him and to thank him in your prayers. Do prayers have to be long? No. Jesus says, don't pray long prayers. You can pray short ones. So wherever you are in your prayer experience with God, it can start off with, I thank you, God, for your goodness. There you are, you're ticking one box, we're thanking God. God, what I need you to do is this. I really need you to make sure this meeting I'm going in today goes well. Thanking God. Thank you, God, for your presence in my life. This is my request. This is my petition. And it doesn't matter how long or how short. What is important is that we are doing it. The wisest thing we can do is to include God in our thoughts, to include God in what is going on in our heart, to include God uh, in our lives. I think the thing that delights God most is just to be included and to be thought about what we're doing. And this is, tells us how to do it. I use Psalm 103, but that's me. It's my favourite. I like it because of the, the first few verses there are about encouraging yourself. Hey Steve, get up. Bless the Lord, O my soul, and all within me bless his holy name. Bless the Lord, O my soul, and Stephen, don't forget his benefits. Here we go. Thank you, God. We're looking for ways to thank. And we thank God colloquially. Thank you, God, for who you are. Thank you for your creation. Lord, thank you for your provision in my life. Thank you. And there we go. But it's also good to get the word of God in your mouth. And here's a great place to start. I thank you, Lord, because you forgive all my sins. I thank you, Lord, because you heal all diseases. I thank you, God, because you redeemed, you have redeemed my life from destruction. I thank you, God, because you crown me with your loving kindness and your tender mercies. I thank you, Lord, because you satisfy my mouth with good things. This is better than me making up my own thank yous. I, I, thank you, Lord, that you have renewed my youth like the eagles. I thank you, Lord. I like Ephesians chapter 1. Praise be to the God and Father of our Lord Jesus Christ, who has blessed us in the heavenly realms with every spiritual blessing. I don't know what you think about your life, but I'm pretty sure from the Bible that there are more good things in your life than there are things that are not so good. God has blessed you with every spiritual blessing. Has he held anything back? No. If you read down through the rest of the Ephesians, it'll go. God has blessed you with holiness. He's blessed you with freedom. He's blessed you with forgiveness. He's blessed you with redemption. He's blessed you with grace. He's blessed you with wisdom and understanding. He's blessed you with the Holy Spirit, and it goes on. There are so many things that we can be thankful for. And even if we can't articulate it, we can still wake up 
Go to a position of prayer with a heart of thankfulness. Can't quite explain it today, Lord, but I have gratitude. I am grateful for what you have done in my life. We guard our hearts with thankfulness. And then we make our requests to God. Romans chapter 8 says this, If God didn't hold back his son Jesus Christ, then how much more will he give you good things if you ask him for it? Sometimes we can go down a rabbit hole that says, because we know Jesus says, the Father knows before you ask him what you're going to ask for. And sometimes we can go, well, why am I asking? Because God knows what. There's something about asking. Jesus says, your Father knows what you're going to ask for before you ask it. So go ahead and ask. There's something about asking. There's some dynamic there which is good for us. And so keep it simple. We thank God and then we ask him what we want. I've got a relationship with my kids and for more years than not, it's about them asking me for stuff and me giving it to them. God says, I'm, I'm your good father. Think about me like that. So don't be backward in asking God for what you need. We want to be honest. Sometimes we don't ask God for what we need because we think it's being selfish. But he says, actually, make your petitions and ask me. We don't quite know what the answer might be. And there's different levels we can, we can ask. You can ask for yourself. Be selfish. You know what I mean. You know? What is it in your heart that is robbing you of peace right now? Is it something that is to deal with on the inside of you for yourself? Something really personal. Sometimes we can be in the mood where we ask for ourselves, but it's, it's godly. God, I want to know your Holy Spirit better. God, I need some wisdom here. God, I want to know your will for my life. God, I want this pain in my toe to go away. God, I want this relationship with my brother to be restored. Sometimes it's something which is in us and for us. Sometimes it's for others. We pray for other people and what they need. Praying for the church. There's a good one. What's in your heart for the church? And if we pray according to God's will, we know that we have it. Praying for the community. Gross darkness covers the earth, but God's light has risen upon us. So we can see what's going on, and God wants us to pray into that. But there's no right or wrong. What is it that is moving you in this space today? Is it for something really personal? Is it for some people? Is it for something for the church? Is it for something for the community? And so on we go. We know that God has given us the Holy Spirit to dwell within us, and we know that that Holy Spirit guides us. And so whatever that inclination you have, whatever it might be, as believers, we believe it's the Holy Spirit directing us. So we come to God with thankfulness, and we express that thankfulness, and then we come to God with those petitions and those requests because God is waiting for us to get him to move on our behalf and to see things happen. We're the key people, thanks. And so there's two things I want us to pray into and pray for as we come to close. The first one is that question, what's robbing you of your peace today? What is the thing on your heart that you would like God to move on? 
Because the invitation is there. Pray with petitions and make your requests before God. And then what happens? God's peace will be yours. And with peace comes strength. And with strength comes hope. And with hope comes faith. With faith comes love. And so on it goes. And we keep asking. And we keep asking. And we keep asking. Because there's something going on as we ask and as we get God involved. And then I want to pray for a new mantle on each of us in this area of prayer. Because I think God wants to clothe us anew for 2023. Thank you, Lord. Let's pray. So the Holy Spirit is here. And just as we rest in his presence as we let the keys minister what is it that you want God it's a desire of your heart what is it you want God to move upon and let's simply take God at his word Make your requests known to me. And Father, we look to you. There is no one else to look to. We look to you. And we pray that you would move on these situations. We know, Lord, that you give the desires of people's hearts. So move, I pray, Lord, and answer the requests, Lord, answer the petitions, and minister peace and confidence and strength and hope and faith. Come, Holy Spirit, Thank you, Lord. Father, we pray that with a thankful heart. You are a good God. You are a faithful God. You deliver us time and time again. You answer prayer time and time again. And we thank you. You did not leave us in our sin and darkness, but you delivered us into the kingdom of your light where we have forgiveness, we have redemption. In the name of Jesus, I pray. Thank you, Lord. And Father, I pray now, and I pray God wants to bless us with his spirit of wisdom and understanding. But in situations and circumstances, as we go through this life, God wants to clothe us anew with a mantle of his wisdom and understanding through the Holy Spirit. So receive that now, clothed anew with wisdom and understanding for every situation, for every relationship, for every circumstance, blessed 
as the people blessed as the children of God with the spirit of truth. Give us insight, Lord, we pray. That as we pray, the words we pray will bring freedom, breakthrough, and peace. In the name of Jesus, we pray. Amen. Amen. Thanks so much for joining us today on this podcast. We encourage you to let this word further help you live and share the life to the full that Jesus gives. If you want to check out more of our upcoming events, service times, locations, or to give online, head to c3hh.com.au forward slash give.